Hello, and welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast. This week is a good one for history buffs as we're talking to the folks at the Cimarron Heritage Center in Boys City about the upcoming Santa Fe Trail Tour. But first, our question of the week, we asked you, what is your favorite sport to watch in person? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. All of them. I love live sports. I really do. Like, I have OU football season tickets. I love the Women's College World Series, which is coming up. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I love uh, Dodgers baseball. Like, honestly, like, I, there's not a sport I don't love to watch live. Seriously. Yeah, all of them. All of them. All right. Managing editor, Carly Ibarra. I don't ever go to sporting events, but (laughs) if I were forced to go to one, I would definitely say either ice skating or hockey because they're inside and it's cold. And ice ice skating is beautiful. Um, Or rodeo because it usually happens at night when it's not hot. So That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. Photo editor, Megan Rossman. Um, I would, I, again, I've, I don't go to a lot of sporting events, but I think probably dog shows. And uh, oh, I didn't think about good that. Ones. Dog shows and fighting would fighting. probably. Fighting. Just in general. Just fighting. Just any kind of, any kind of a good brawl. Any, any unsanctioned street fight. Street if fighting. You can let Megan Rossman yeah. know in advance. If you got, if you're we about, really, if you're about to throw hands, call us and Megan but can come not watch. Dog fight. Not dog fights. No. Only fights between yeah. people. Right. Dog fighting is wrong. It is very wrong. They cannot consent to it. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. The more you know. Research editor Ben Lucian. Uh, I've got to say a Thunder game. I love a, oh, I love a Thunder game. Yeah. Um, uh, the I know the the team is not uh, excellent right now, but we are bringing in some new guys uh, in the draft, so it'll be great. Yeah. All those, fir- all those first-round draft picks that we have in three decades from now are really going to pay off. We're going to have an awesome team while I die. No, I love the Thunder. We should always support the Thunder no matter what. <laughs> uh, I'm a soccer guy. I oh, like to watch one. live soccer. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, baseball as well, but but especially soccer. There's sort of this rhythm to it mm-hmm. where you can you can watch it and you can pay attention and anything can happen at any moment. But also you can kind of just like space out a little bit. Yeah. It's a good time to enjoy a beer outside, mm-hmm. surrounded by a bunch of other people who are also enjoying beers. Agree. Um, and although they have asked me to stop at my kids. Uh, so. <laughs> it's a challenge on the on the uh, uh, the focus, like the attention span, yeah. because there isn't like baseball, football, you know, all the American sports, because we don't pay attention as well, have these breaks, have these like needed breaks where it's like, OK, you can all stop paying attention, rest your minds. And soccer doesn't really have that other than yeah, I mean, there's halftime, but you're That's right. True, it's yeah. um, there, there really is. It's it's. Um, it's more of an endurance thing, but yeah. at the same time, it, you kind of have a permission to not be like super focused. I mean, that's true. At everything's happening. Yeah. Uh, we had lots and lots of really fun answers this week. Diane Clark said jousting. Oh, um, I'm guessing at like medieval times, but mm, uh, cool. but I I hey, too can go to the like castle to of Muskogee all month and <laughs> see a joust. Uh, Sylvia Bird Creek Crawford uh, said football. Ellipses baseball, which I'm not really sure how that works, but um, that I hope, like I'm Calvin hoping you ball. like both of them. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Malone Paria uh, said soccer, particularly uh, FC Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Vicky Thomas Blake said tennis. <laughs> Callie uh, Copperin said the weather. Uh, <laughs> is, In spring, yeah. Um, yeah. And especially if you consider uh, there's always uh, somebody live calling it on yeah. Channel 4, 5, point. and 9. Mm-hmm. A lot of the I same don't know. skills. I 
Oh, I watch weather like a sport, too. Totally, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they announce it like a sport, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> more and more here, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it has become that way. Uh, Mary uh, Himbaugh said hockey, but baseball's a very close second. Mm. Um, lots of people, weirdly, really love their, uh, love their hockey. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. Would-be sports team owners in Oklahoma take note? People like to watch hockey here. I mean, I definitely watched the Blazers when um, I was a kid. Okay. See? See? Hockey's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Until the people right behind us spilled a beer down my mom's back. And mm. if you know anything about my mom, you would you know that it it takes only one time to completely discount ever going out again. <laughs> That's kind of the one thing I do know about your mom. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Elwell. Hi. She does listen sometimes. Hi. Uh, <laughs> and now we are joined by some fine folks from the Cimarron Heritage Center in Boys City, Oklahoma. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with the Cimarron Heritage Center? Okay, I'm Jody Risley, and I'm the director and curator here. I've been here since it opened, pretty much, and uh, I just love the museum, and I love my job and everything about it. <laughs> That's awesome. And Twyla, tell us about you. I'm Twyla, and I've worked here for about a year, and I help Jody with whatever needs to be done, and I really enjoy it, and we have a great museum. That is awesome. You really do. Uh, if 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 listeners haven't gotten out to the panhandle, uh, you definitely need to head out there. It is a lovely, it's, it's, a, it's a very geographically different uh, part of Oklahoma, uh, but Boyce City and especially y'all's museum is is really gorgeous and has a lot to offer, including uh, the can't miss uh, semi uh, dinosaur out front. Correct. Can you, what tell us a little bit about? We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about your Santa Fe Days tour coming up. But tell us about Simi. It's one of my favorite things. It's, it's yeah. the thing, I feel like it's the thing that everybody knows about your museum. Simi is a. Uh, his real name is Cimarronosaurus because of Cimarron County. Awesome. Uh, we had a name uh, judging contest for him. He's a brontosaurus, and he came from uh, Joe Barrington of Throckmorton, Texas, built him for us. <laughs> and Norma Jean Young, who had the newspaper, she uh, wrote some books, had people compile their family stories, and it's called uh, Footsteps. Oh, and we wow. that's what sold them sold those fit steps and that's what paid for that dinosaur oh that's very cool it's such a great it's like one of my it's possibly my favorite roadside attraction in all of oklahoma it's kind of my favorite place to have a photograph made in well, the entire it's, state it's a full-size brontosaurus right yes it is a, it is built to scale yes Wow, that is so cool. Uh, so, listeners, if you if you were thinking you didn't know the Cimarron Heritage Center, you definitely know it now because you've for sure seen this dinosaur. Uh, and uh, like I always say about the pan, what was that old commercial? Uh, brother, that's too long. If you haven't been to the Panhandle, however long it's been, well, brother, that's too long. Uh, so uh, you need to tra- you need to plan a trip up to the Panhandle and tell us about what's going on on June eighteenth, the Santa Fe Trail Tour. I'm gonna be hosting uh, the Cimarron. Uh, Santa Fe Trail tour. It'll be our second one. We had one last year and I didn't think I'd do another one. <laughs> and uh, I had so much feedback and it was such a good time that I decided I needed to do another one and do it on a Saturday because some people, you know, a lot of people can't go on Friday. Yep. And a lot of people that went last year are going this year. 
So it's going to be a really fun when we start off at eight o'clock here. We leave the bus, the buses leave the museum and we go to the eastern part of the county and overlook Willowbar Crossing and go to Trujillo Springs and then to the massacre site. And then we'll come into uh, Boy City and have lunch. It, hopefully it's an early lunch. And then we'll go because we have a lot going on in the afternoon. We'll go to uh, Signature Rock and then Autograph Rock. Both of those are owned by uh, Dan Sharp and Stacy Brown and their families. And we, at every stop, we have a speaker. So Dan will be speaking there. And we have a big uh, sound system that people can hear with and stuff. So it's pretty awesome. And then we'll go from there. We'll go to Fort Nichols. It was a uh, Camp Nichols, Fort Nichols. It was Lost Fort at the Cimarron. It was built by Kit Carson. And he thought he was in New Mexico. It was built in 1865 in May and disbanded in September of that same year. Wow. So it's pretty neat. The ruins are just there. Uh, because people rode in to the Oklahoma and they said, no, there's not a fort. So they used the rocks to build their own homes. And then from there, we'll go to McNeese Crossing. But on this tour in the afternoon, I'm not going to tell what it is, but we've got some really awesome, awesome surprises oh, going on. I love. And that. then on Friday night, uh, the night before, I just found out that Marla Menken is going to be uh, coming, going on the tour. So I asked her if she would do her talk. She portrays three ladies of the Santa Fe Trail in first person. And so she's going to do that. And she is awesome. I went and watched her in February down at uh, Oklahoma City in the Cowboy Hall of Fame Heritage Museum. Yeah. And everybody really enjoyed her. And she said, I just did the short one there. And she said, I'll do the full one, full length one there at the museum. That's exciting. So I'm hoping people will come and donate and uh, help pay for her to speak. Absolutely. They wonder if I wanted to do it in the fall. And I said, no, I don't want to do it in the fall. I want to do it with the tour because it will go along with the tour. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So for those listeners who may not know, um, can you tell us a little bit about, just give us a little uh, history lesson about the Santa Fe Trail and why it's so important? Well, the Santa Fe Trail going through Cimarron County was the Cimarron cutoff of the Santa Fe Trail. It was the dry route or dry route, however you want to pronounce it. And it came across through here, but it was, there was hardly any water, a lot harder terrain, not harder terrain, but uh, harsher because we had Indians and stuff. And you could be caught out without any protection if he's caught out in the middle of nowhere. There's one story of a train going through and they was out of water, hadn't had any water for several days. And they saw this lone buffalo and he was all filled out. And they thought, he has water. He's been to water. So they shot the buffalo, drank the water out of his stomach, and then followed his tracks back to the Cimarron River. Wow. So you talk about desperate now. That's yeah. Desperate. That's a hard life. Yes. Man. <laughs> you know, there was no McDonald's, no uh, gloves or anything to stop and get something quick to eat. You had to cook every morning and night and stuff. It, it would be hard. Yeah, be I think I would hard. last about two days. I'll be honest, though. I would sort of love to see a historical painting of of people on the Santa Fe Trail stopping at a Loves. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I feel like an Icy would have gone over great. They would have loved it. 
Yes. <laughs> um, Jody, I, I have to say, I absolutely love your museum. It is just an absolutely cool place. I think it's, I have so much fun every time I go. Um, and one of my favorite stories is about the building itself was actually a house that was designed by Bruce Goff. And That's I wonder correct. if you would uh, tell our listeners that story a little bit. It's, a, it's such a cool story. Okay. It was uh, Opal and Julius Cox was son went and was in the military with Bruce Goff and they were talking one evening and probably over several evenings and they were uh, Winton Cox said that his dad and mom was wanting to build a house and he said oh I'm an architect I'd love to come and build it for him hmm. so uh, they came they kind of got the plans drawn up and it's called Prairie Modern it has a lot of the Frank Lloyd Wright influence even though it was built by Bruce Goff uh, oh used to be rumors years ago about there was a room that rotated in it there's not a room that rotates, <laughs> but uh, whenever they first opened it up, people would come in, you know, because the A&W uh, beer drive-ins had opened up and oh, they would yeah. pull up out front and want a Coke and a hamburger. And, <laughs> oh, it just upset Julius so much. He would get so mad. <laughs> but they lived here for about nine years and realized they had to raise three grandchildren. So then they added on a master bedroom and a uh back porch area that we now use for our Santa Fe trail exhibit. So it makes it really nice. And that's the only professional exhibit we have in the whole museum. Mm. And we've got, uh, let's see, about eight, nine buildings full of stuff. We've got a dust bowl house, a schoolhouse, a venue building, a depot, cars, trucks, and buggies, uh, farm machinery. And we've built a new farm machinery building. We're needing to get the tractors moved over in it. We've got a well house, a wash house, a dugout. So, wow. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those museums. I feel like no matter how long you stay, there's always more to see. I mean, you really could spend an entire day and not even begin to see everything you all have there. It's such a cool collection. Um, and it tells well, such you. an interesting story of what is such an interesting place. Boys City is fascinating. It's very cool. It's very fun. Um, the other story that I really love about Boy City that I am constantly amazed people don't know is the story of the World War II, that it's the only city in America that was bombed <laughs> during World War II. By our own people. <laughs> By our own people. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. And I just can't think of anybody better to tell people that story if they haven't heard it. So I would love to hear your ver you, you tell that story. Okay, well, there was the, uh, whatever, whatever, let's say, what's he called? The. The pilot, anyway, the plane, he had never flown up a night hmm. and navigator. And so yeah. they were leaving Delhart, supposed to go east. And he got off course and came north and came to Boise City. And he saw the four lights around the courthouse square. And so he started dropping bombs. And he dropped five around there. They never hit anybody or they just hit, made holes in the ground and stuff. It was, it was kind of the middle of the night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was middle yeah. of night, and instantly they knew, uh, well, we had a couple of them here that was dating local girls, and they called back down to Delhart, told them what was going on, and the elect uh, electricity company went and turned off the four lights around the square, and yeah. uh, we had the 75th anniversary of that here a few years ago, so now we have a full display of oh, wow. about that, but anyway, during that uh, time, we found out that, uh, or I had never heard the story, that they became the best bombardier group ever. They Because they could either be court-martialed or be sent overseas. 
Oh, wow. And so they chose to go overseas and they all got to come back home, but then they all reenlisted and went back and they are, uh, as last I knew, they were still holding the bills of best bombardier. They said, if you want to make the mistake, make the best of it and get better. That's awesome. What so, a good lesson to learn from that story. And I have something else I'll tell you. Yeah. We're having another landslide, uh, roadside attraction. Uh, we're getting, we have the number six bomb. It is an original bomb. It was dropped out by the uh, elevator and it didn't burst or anything. It just bent up and crinkled up, but they cut it open and up the sand and the uh, powder out of it. And this guy's had it and he passed away. And so his son donated it here to the museum and we're getting a stand built for it. We're going to be putting that outside. And so it will be an original bomb that was dropped on Boise City. Oh, I cannot wait. When uh, when will that be ready for people to come see? Probably within the next two weeks. That It'll be exciting. here before Santa Fe Trail Days. Yay. That's- okay, so listeners, when you go up for Santa Fe Trail Days, be sure and check that out. That is cool. Oh, yeah. man. Now I've well, got even more reasons to go to the panel. One thing I wanted to point out is Santa Fe Trail Days is uh, is June 18th, but uh, for folks- No, that's... No, oh, I'm no, sorry. No. That is Santa Fe Trail Tour is June. 18th. Oh yes, sorry, Santa Fe Trail Tour is is June eighteenth. But uh, for anybody uh, who can't make it to that, you guys have a, a great exhibit on the Santa Fe Trail in the museum that you can see whenever you're open. That is true. Yes, and we do have a Santa Fe Trail Days, the A Z E, and it's the first full weekend in June. Okay. okay. With the parade and post hole digging contest and mud bog and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds like fun. So, but uh, our landowners didn't want this to be done during the that trail days. And two, if you do it on a Friday, you have to be back by time. And Saturday, it would deplete everybody's things going on in town. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't get back last year till about eight. And I'm gonna, I told the speakers, we have to cut down. So we're hoping to be back between five and six this year. Okay, great. That's perfect. Um, you know, I was thinking again about how just how extensive the collection is there at the museum. And I always uh, I always want to know from someone who spends, you know, the most time there, literally anyone who knows it the best um, is that what's something that you really hope every time someone comes in the museum? What is something that's there that you really hope everyone stops and looks at or you hope they see? Oh, that's a hard one because there's so many things that there probably are. the Dust Bowl it's a great museum. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, I don't know if you guys have been up here since we've gotten the uh, windmill weight collection from Don Lawrence. Oh, that's exciting. Tell us about that. It is, uh, there's a rooster, there's a cow, there's a, or it's a bull, I guess, and a horse and several windmills and then just some other little weights. And Don Lawrence collected these. He had hundreds of them but he sold most of them at an auction several years ago but he did save some back for us and then a friend of mine up at campo i went to school with his daughter he made belt buckles he, he was a tinker he just made things all the time but when he was 95 he started making these belt buckles and there's belt buckles of every kind i think there's 105 or 107 something like that belt buckles that he made personally and he started when he was 95 yeah, he passed away just shy of his 100th birthday. That's, I hope that I, if I'm 95, I hope I'm still taking up new hobbies. That's so cool. Yeah, he just loved to tinker. It was just amazing. Wow. Well, it was just, 
I love to go up there and go through his private museum and his home mm. and stuff. Even as an adult, I still like to go up there because it was so neat to see all that stuff. But yeah. I think the newest thing that's going to be really excited about is the bomb. It's an original yeah. bomb. That is going to be so cool. And it's such a it's such a crazy story and something that people you know just aren't aware of. And they go to Boy City and they just... Oh, it's amazing. I, I love that story. I love that. Well, Jody, thank you so much. Um, Santa Fe Trail Tour, June 18th. Um, if people want to sign up, how do they how do they sign up to come do that? The, just call us at 580-544-3479. And we need a phone number and how many in the party. The tour is free. We do ask for donations to help defray the cost of the fuel. We know that's going to be a lot this year. Yeah. And uh, then it's $10 for the lunch. We do have lunch prepared and served here at the museum. That's awesome. That sounds like a great time. Listeners, I hope that you will get yourselves to Boyce. Absolutely. And uh, folks, if you would like to learn more about it, uh, you can always find them at chcmuseumok.com. Lots of good information, some photos of Simi. So so you'll be able to recognize them from a distance, although I don't think that's a big problem. You won't have a problem. You'll know (laughs) him when you see him. (laughs) He's an icon. Simi's a total Oklahoma icon. That is right. Him and the Tin Man. <laughs> we were uh I was actually joking with uh, our friend Mary Beth Babcock who owns Buck Adams uh Cosmic Curious. She's got a big mu- muffler man out in front of her store in Tulsa. And I we were joking that we should get him and Simi together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jody, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um listeners, you got to get yourselves to Boyce City. You got to see this museum. June 18th is Santa Fe Trail Tour. It is going to be awesome. You're going to learn a ton. chcmuseumok.com is the website. Go visit it. Jody, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Have a great day. Yes. Bye-bye. All right. It is now time to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Megan. Uh-oh. Megan's going first. Well, when the weather begins to swelter, you know it's time for Oklahomans to host large gatherings, festivals, and other community events that will put to the test your relentless crowd anxiety and your human needs for shade and water. (laughs) The Paseo Arts Festival from May 28th to the 30th is right on schedule, so bring your swamp coolers and parasols. (laughs) While there will be plenty of funnel cakes and corn dogs, this arts festival actually has a lot of pretty cool art too not just paintings of dogs and martini glasses plus it's in the middle of a street full of restaurants bars stores and art galleries so you're sure to find something that fits the bill there also will be dancers comedians musicians and a special section to entertain young humans for more information visit the paseo.org that's fun just to be clear, Megan, you're not saying that there will be no paintings of dogs and martini yeah, glasses. Just in because case. That's, that's very important deal. to me. Yeah. <laughs> there there may be one booth, but there will be more than just that. Okay. Yeah. That's there'll be all I'm kinds gonna... of art. Yes. yes. There'll be all kinds. I, I just. A wolf and a hurricane glass. Yeah. It's so much fun every year. Yeah. That, that I'm festival. just. Any. I feel like that any arts festival bottle. I go to, there's always a booth. There's always someone who like paints pets and martini glasses. There's a big market. I, and I just, it's you always know, weird to me. I, the crossover between people who enjoy a stiff martini and petting <laughs> a fluffy dog is, it, that, that Venn diagram is basically a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ben, what's your event? Uh, how to describe the music luminary Jack White. Mm. Singer, 
songwriter, multi-instrumentalist extraordinaire, 12-time Grammy winner, blue-haired charmer of the electric guitar, founding member of the White Stripes, and, we can only presume, put on this earth by the universe itself as the counterbalancing yang to Jack Black's yin. <laughs> Jack White's experimental new album, Fear of the Dawn, has been put out has been out for just over a month, but I can already tell you, you're not going to hear anything else like it for the rest of the year. The people I least have to convince of that fact are the ones who already have tickets to see him perform live at Tulsa's BOK Center on Tuesday, May 24th. In addition to just being a good concert to see, as a second stop on his tour, Tulsa will actually be treated to only the second headlining show Jack has played in the last four years. I promise you all, uh, if we were not on deadline putting together the July-August issue then, I would be there. So I'm begging, I'm begging some listener out there, please go in my place and email me a video of his Taking Me Back performance so that I can enjoy the concert vicariously through your phone camera. <laughs> I'm not kidding. My email is ben.lucian, L-U-S-C-H-E-N, at travelok.com. You can also call 918-894-4445. That's not my number. That's the number of the BOK Center, but they will gladly sell you a ticket. Or better yet, visit their website, bokcenter.com. I'm right there with you, dude. If we weren't on deadline, mm-hmm. I would already have a ticket to that show. Uh. <laughs> he is so not kidding, guys. He really <laughs> also, um, rumor has it, I've actually never confirmed, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I've, I've always heard that Jack White has a place in Tulsa, like lives there part-time. Yeah. But, huh. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I don't Tulsa. know if that's actually true or not. All right. Carly, what's your event this week? Did you know that an Oklahoma town hosts the nation's oldest African-American rodeo? It's pretty cool. The Boldy Rodeo first kicked off in 1903, and it's back again this year. On May 28th, the action starts at 7.30 p.m. with team roping, followed by 10 more exciting events like steer wrestling, ladies' steer undecorating, and mutton busting for the little cowpokes. But the roping and riding is only one small part of this four-day party. Starting May 26th, the community gardens will host a free outdoor movie each dusk. Saturday morning, there's a parade down Main Street, and the next day is Soul Food Sunday at JNL McCormick's restaurant, followed by a gospel explosion also at the community <laughs> gardens. <laughs> so not only is this Memorial Day weekend a great opportunity for fun, but it's also a celebration of one of Oklahoma's historic all-black towns. Visit thetownofbowley.org to find out more. I've never been to a gospel explosion. I, I also like I, the way you enunciated that. <laughs> explosion! Yeah, that I, nice. I mean, that's how it was written is all caps exclamation marks gospel explosion i'm just wondering if i can hire one of those cow undecorators i know right maybe undecorate a room in my house i know or or my cow yeah 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 i've been to a i've been to a gospel warehouse fire before but never a gospel explosion so that'll be interesting oh a gospel warehouse fire i was just just kidding (laughs) i think if you i think if you stick around long enough at a gospel warehouse fire you will turn into a a gospel gospel explosion explosion. (laughs) that's probably true yeah all right right, nate uh please explode your event oh boy uh well uh in adulthood, I've spent quite a lot of my time around Roots music. Uh, a few of my good friends are or have been touring musicians on this circuit, and a bunch of my favorite artists play music that my 
might fairly be dubbed Roots. Of course, my joke is that Roots is just country music for people who don't want to admit they like country music, but that's also fine. There's room in this tent for everybody. There's enough sunshine to go around. But if a twangy bit of music tends to get you scooting in your boots or just gently swaying in your Chuck Taylors, if you're not a boot scooter, I must encourage you to point yourself southwest for Medicine Park's Roots Ball. This Memorial Day weekend, the Wichita Mountains' gorgeous little resort town will play host to three days of Americana and Roots music plus food vendors and loads of springy fun. Between the music and the setting, it sounds like just about the best possible way to spend a three-day weekend in Oklahoma, I can imagine. And if you accidentally let it slip that you like country music, don't worry. I won't tell. Uh, Call 580-529-2825 or visit medicinepark.com slash festivals for more info. That's that sounds like a good That's time. the event. That's the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Uh, well, events for kids are rarely events for parents. It's always atonal Disney Singapalooza or the international <laughs> mystery stain on the pants I just bought you party. <laughs> and never my idea, kids' mandatory napathon and salsa bar. But at least there's the annual Chuck Wagon Festival at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. May 28th and 29th, we'll see the grounds the museum transformed into a massive collection of chuck wagons making all kinds of classic cowboy fare, art demonstrations, a petting zoo, a chance to shoot arrows, make your own rope, weaving baskets, and even help others make a massive model of Prosperity Junction out of Legos. And you don't have to have kids. You can just go. You, you, I mean... Just be there. You can be an adult and go to this thing. It's totally fine. It's 15 bucks each uh, or free if you're a museum member. And frankly, you should be a museum member. If you're not, this is a really good chance to go and get a membership and save yourself 15 bucks going to this event. But it's a lot of fun. It's actually when I was a teenager, um, I worked at one of the very early, I think the second or third year of the of what became the Checkwagon Festival, uh, followed up by a dinner with me and like five of my friends eating so many ribs from uh, County Line that uh, you couldn't see the other side of the table. They were just stacked up in between. Oh, that's <laughs> well, you know, it, we were 16 and it was a good time. I guess that's got uh, a lot of ribs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you should head to nationalcowboymuseum.org for more info or just go to the museum literally right now. Just go to there. Just go there. Yeah. Just, it's a good time. Go, go, right now. Why are you still listening? (laughs) Go. Goodbye. Sounds like Um, they're in the car. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if that was the end of the podcast? That sounds like a fun event, though. That sounds like a really good time. Yeah, that thing's cool. (laughs) All right. And the sound of Jack White changing his address so that Ben doesn't know where he lives in Tulsa means that the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com, and you can pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send any feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Goodbye.